What is up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart. Welcome to Tim Stodd's FM. Thank you so much for joining me. Let me start off this podcast by apologizing for the last episode that I uploaded. I screwed up. I didn't have my mixer plugged in, and so I was talking into the microphone the whole time, but as I was recording it, the sound was actually going through one of the real crummy microphones on the computer itself, and uh, I really don't take a lot of time, admittedly, to kind of check the episodes that I've been doing before I upload them, and uh, it sounded like shit. So to all of you guys that messaged me and let me know, uh, I apologize. Won't happen again. What can I do? So today, if you haven't already read the blog post, today we're going to talk about Michael Faraday. Michael Faraday is a real favorite scientist of mine. I'm, I'm kind of a, a fanboy of really famous and influential scientists throughout uh, our history. And Michael Faraday is, if not, if not, he, he might be my favorite scientist. And uh, there's some reasons why, which I am going to, uh, which I'm going to read to you in just a few minutes. Before I do that, I would like to remind everybody about the weekly newsletter, the Tim Stodd's weekly newsletter, Design Your Successful Life. I send it out every Monday. Uh, There's been many subscribers so far, and it's been doing a lot better than I expected, and I'm super, super grateful to, so for everybody that signed up for the newsletter, I really, really appreciate you guys. I promise, I give my word, to make these newsletters as jam-packed with valuable resources as I possibly can. I spend a long time on them, and it's, uh, it's no gimmick. You guys are, are, are giving me your hard-earned dollars, and so I'm going to come through on my end, and I'm going to make these newsletters as best as I possibly can. So if you're interested in the weekly publication, please go to timstodds.com newsletter. Moving on. Today's episode is called, If Faraday Can Do It. Few people in history have overcome such enormous odds. Michael Faraday is a giant among giants. He is the hero we didn't know we needed. Yet, you probably don't even know who he is. Michael Faraday was born September 22, 1971. He was born in a small English town called Newington Butts. He was the son of a blacksmith, and he grew up in a very poor family. His father was often sick, and his family oftentimes went without food. He never attended school outside of learning to read at his weekly Sunday school. Instead, when he was old enough to become an apprentice, he learned the skill of bookbinding, bookbinding. And this was all he would need. It was this moment when Michael Faraday started learning this trade of bookbinding that completely changed the world. Because of this, Michael Faraday had access to a lot of books. As he read, he came across the work of Humphrey Davy. He sent Davy a collection of notes he took attending Davy's lectures and reading his books. As an impromptu resume of sorts, Faraday went to four 
of Davy's lectures, and he took very, very detailed notes, 300 pages of notes, and he sent them to him. Davy was so impressed that he hired Faraday to be his secretary, and he got him a job as an assistant at the Royal Society. There's some parts in here which are really interesting because at the time, in the late 1800s, the class system, especially in Britain, was still you know, very much a part of everyday life. And so Davy, uh, as an aristocrat and an elite scientist, was really looked upon w- amongst his peers as you know, an elitist. And, uh, and Michael Faraday was not looked in that way. He came from a real, real lower class. So Humphrey Davy was kind of scorned for bringing such a lower class citizen into the Royal Society. And in fact, Humphrey Davy's wife wouldn't even acknowledge Michael Faraday. She basically treated him as just his servant. And uh, if you read any of Faraday's journals, there's some really, really interesting accounts as to how he felt like he was just less than and, you know, basically a, a servant who was just ordered to clean up after Humphrey Davy and his wife. But moving on, Faraday got his opportunity. He got his chance. He was suddenly surrounded by all the equipment he needed. Over the course of the next 50 years, Michael Faraday went on to make what were the most important advancements in science and society. He was fascinated with electricity and magnetism. And through his experiments, he made huge advancements in the subject of electromagnetism. Electromagnetism is one of the four fundamental forces of nature. Quick side note on that. Recently, since the discovery of the Higgs boson particle, there's some debate as to whether the Higgs field should be considered the fifth fundamental force of nature, as it is the Higgs field and the Higgs boson particle that actually gives particles their mass. Interesting little side note. Moving on, Faraday discovered and quantified what are known as Faraday's laws of electrolysis, which uses math to connect the current flowing through a circuit to the mass of a chemical substance moving through the battery. What could be considered Faraday's greatest contribution is Faraday's law. If you want to understand electricity and magnetism, you need to understand Faraday's law. The law describes what is known as electromagnetic induction, where you can create a current in a loop of wire by changing the magnetic field around the loop. Faraday's law is the foundational basis behind electric generators, as well as the modern power grid. Dams generate hydroelectric power through electromagnetic induction. So does the solenoid in your car. Faraday's law plays a role in circuit breakers, power lines, induction stoves, and countless other devices. Anytime you are generating electricity by running a magnetic field over a wire to generate voltage, you are seeing the brilliant work of Michael Faraday. Faraday's work was ahead of its time. He knew that electromagnetism would one day light up the world. He saw this before anyone else did. 
Because of how ahead of his time he was, his work was often ridiculed by his peers. But Faraday didn't care. His greatest contribution was yet to come. But this time, he would need some help. In 1845, through his experiments, Faraday discovered that electromagnetism influenced light. He reasoned that light was actually part of the same stuff as electricity and magnetism. Little side note there. One of the things that made Faraday so brilliant wasn't necessarily his intellect. It was his real common sense reasoning through his experiments. If, if Faraday is known really as, as anything in specific, he was a, a brilliant experimenter. He could see things and make observations and just make these... It, it was almost instinctual. He, he could see things and just instinctually know what was going on. So again... He reasoned that light was actually part of the same, quote, stuff as electricity and magnetism. Again, his work was ridiculed. The problem was that due to his poor education, he couldn't do the math. So he saw that light was influenced by electricity and magnetism, but he didn't know how to prove it because he, he was not a good mathematician at all. He just used reason and and deductive reasoning and experiments. However, this is where the famous John Maxwell steps in. John Maxwell knew, had a feeling, had been observing Faraday, and he, he felt that he was right. And Maxwell was an excellent mathematician. He was educated at Cambridge, I believe, and he is actually from Edinburgh, Scotland. At the age of 69, Faraday finally saw his vision realized when John Maxwell published his famous Maxwell's Equations, which proved that light was in fact part of the electromagnetic field. Maxwell's equations were groundbreaking in our, un in our understanding of the universe and the relationship between light, magnetism, electricity, and all massless particles. It became apparent that light was not the same, was not some magical entity that was created within the ethos of the sun or fire. We can make light through the manipulation of electric charges. Without Maxwell's equations, we would not have electric, electric, electrically manufactured light. And without Faraday, we would not have Maxwell's equations. Albert Einstein used to keep photos of three scientists in his desk drawer. One was Isaac Newton. The other two were Michael Faraday and John Maxwell. Faraday was poor. He was uneducated. He was often seen as less than because of his coming from a lower social class. But he had everything he needed. He had passion hunger, curiosity, and a deep, devoted willingness to experiment and fail. Yes, Faraday got some help along the way, as will you. But Faraday seized every opportunity possible to work, to do the work that he loved, and as a result, he helped build the foundation of modern society. He will always be one of my favorite historical figures.
He will always serve as a reminder that anything is possible. If Faraday can do it, then so can you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you're enjoying these new kind of episodes that I'm doing, these short form um, kind of spoken word of a lot of the blog posts that I read, uh, please let me know. I do plan to continue doing some of these interviews as well, uh, the more longer form kind of hour, hour and a half type podcasts. But I'm just finding that a lot of people enjoy my writing and I want to give people an opportunity to kind of listen to it as they're driving to work as well. I think it's a cool new medium and uh, I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. So please give me your feedback. If you could give me a review on iTunes, give me a rating, subscribe on iTunes is the best thing you can do to support the show. And one last time, I invite you to join my newsletter, timstods.com newsletter.